Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Doable Discipleship. I am your co-host, Brandon Robinson. And today we are gonna continue on in our conversation with Bill and Christy Galtier about their book, Journey of the Soul. Now, if you've been tracking with this last week, you heard the first part of that conversation. And I believe that it was uh, life-giving and blessed you. I know that it was life-giving and a blessing for me. I'm telling you what, there is so much goodness in this part two of the conversation. Their book, Journey of the Soul, it's out right, right now. It's out right now. You can find the link to it in our show notes, um, or you can go to journeyofthesoul.org to check that out. And also on journeyofthesoul.org, there's more resources. There's music that goes along with the different stages. There's videos that are helpful. There's curriculum and small group questions, all, all the good stuff. It's all there in journeyofthesoul.org. So without further ado, we're going to get into our conversation, part two of our conversation right now. Yeah, thank you, Rob, for sharing that. It, it is so good. And one of the reasons why empathy is so powerful that you're also illustrating there is because it, as you receive empathy, you find courage to grow in your emotional honesty and awareness and open up more of your soul to give God more access to your soul. And then as he does that, it begins to awaken for you a further longing for God. So Brandon, as we began our conversation today, before we started recording, you shared that you were loving reading the book and then you gave an analogy that I would just love yeah. for you to share with our listeners because I think that so represents this, this longing for God that can be ignited here if you will press through the wall. Yeah, I was sharing, um, I said, I feel like I'm a, a dog in the backyard and I've I've been digging, digging holes and I found this little corner of something. I found this, I've got a glimpse of uh, some of this inner journey and a deeper and more full, rich experience with God. And I feel like I'm, I keep clawing because I, I want more. There's more to it I can tell, but I haven't fully uncovered it, but I, I, I want to get into it more. And I think um, that's what this inner journey feels like. Yeah, we teach that in inner journey, there's two sides of that. The one is the the side of feeling our emotions, growing in self-awareness, seeking empathy. And the other side is this longing for God and a, a deepening uh, intimacy with God and uh, love relationship with the Lord. And to have a, a robust growth through the Christ stages and, and this, uh, the, the I stage is like the soul pivot of the Christ stages when we hit that wall and it's like, am I going to go forward or am I going to try to go backwards? Am I going to get stagnant or am I going to go deeper? And the I stage is what helps us to, to go deeper and go forward. And to, to, to really do that, we, we need to both pay attention to our emotions and bring that into prayer and into relationship with trustworthy people. And then we need to cultivate this, this intimacy with God, that this heart of affection and adoration for the Lord. And yeah, the, here, you guys right, there's this interesting interplay between uh, the emotions and the spirit, the emotional side, and the spiritual side. And you guys write, um, spiritual growth without emotional growth leads to illusion and pride. And at the same time, emotional growth without spiritual growth is empty uh, and in vain. Can you help, help us understand that a little bit more of how those two things are connected? Yeah, we have a diagram uh, in the I-Stage chapter we call Growth in Christ. And 
uh, on that diagram, we put uh, spiritual growth on the vertical axis, ascending upwards. And uh, spiritual growth, uh, we commonly, when we use that phrase, we're thinking about things like, uh, you know, learning the Bible and Christian doctrines and being involved in church and ministry and service and uh, our uh, growth and our intimacy with God and so forth. And then uh, emotional growth, we put on the horizontal axis. And on that line, um, in emotional growth usually means like growth in uh, self-understanding and awareness and in relational health and uh, uh, psychological health and uh, being able to uh, uh, be uh, um, uh, calm in a crisis and caring to people and, and this sort of thing. But if we divorce these understandings of spiritual growth and I'm really spiritual growth and emotional growth are two sides of the same coin. They're, they're just different languages, but when they get separated, we're going to hit a wall. And so on that diagram, we've got a wall on the, the spiritual growth axis because it's not connected to emotional growth. And then on the emotional growth side, we get, there's another wall there because it's not connected to spiritual growth. So if you're trying to grow spiritually, it's sort of like that, that dutiful Bible study leader, you're not going to get through the wall. If you're trying or to you're go, gonna, or go it's emotionally, it's going to become superstition. If you're trying to grow emotionally through uh, reading self-help books and being in support groups and recovery groups, but God's not in the middle of that, and you're not dealing with forgiveness to sin and uh, issues like that, you're going to hit a wall. And so the Christ stages integrates the spiritual growth and the emotional growth. And so that's in the middle of the diagram going, going shooting right through and, and upward where we are able to get through, through that wall into greater uh, intimacy with God, greater fruitfulness, greater effectiveness in our, uh, our leadership, more, more loving in our relationships and so forth. So, I remember my story have another wall story that relates right here. And it, it, well, first it reminds me of the great theologian Calvin writing about in the beginning of this giant book he wrote called the institutes talks about how, if you want to know God, you got to know yourself. And if you want to know yourself, you got to know God. So this interplay of how valuable both of them are. And so while in the early stages, it was so much about knowing God and understanding God. And now there's this place of like, well, I need to know myself maybe a little bit too, because Christ is in me. <laughs> and, and so I remember my story actually involves Bill. So <clears throat> I'm up in the mountains with Bill and we're talking and I'm at the wall again. And he talks about this idea for me about refathering because he knows I have a father wound. And just him saying the word, the Holy Spirit, just like, that's it, unlocks the gear and here we go. And so and that, and that, and when that happens, and I'm and tell the audience as well too, got like guys, like when you start to get into this stage and you start to deal with some of the emotional wounding that you're carrying, it will open up. Just, I, I wish I had the, I wish I had awesome words for it. That's why you got to read Bill and Christie's book. They have perfect words for it. But like, it just opened up this new dynamic of presence with God. Like, I don't refer personally. I'm, I'm talking to you guys about God, but when I'm talking to him, I just call him dad. That's mm -hmm. who he is. He's my perfect dad. And he refathered me, you know, and, and is fathering me. And he is my father. And I wish I could convey how powerful that was, but that, that idea is what comes in 
that stage and you start doing the inner journey stage of working on the emotional and spiritual, we never lose the spiritual, but now to start to work on the emotional, that starts to set you up for some amazing things to come. And that, that, that next stage that comes is the S stage, spirit-led ministry. Let's, let's jump into that. Well, I just want to say, so appreciate your sharing this and also just your modeling here, because one of the things is we do our inner journey work and we enter into the stage is it produces this great authenticity and integrity in us. That's beautiful. And then prepares us for ministry out of that in the S stage. So in the S stage, our symbol for that is the sailboat, because we are, we have learned instead of depending upon ourselves, we've learned that we are a vessel in God's huge, expansive, beautiful, amazing kingdom, which in the sailboat analogy is represented by the ocean, the vastness there. And we've learned that instead of trying to be a speedboat and zig around and make things happen and be all busy and do all these, you know, great things and and also try to meet our own adrenaline needs and ambition and, and, and take care of our own feelings. We've learned to just be at rest in this beauty and awe of God and really get lost in the worship and the vastness of God and the immensity of him. And we've learned to yield and to be willing and able and ready to just wait in his presence and enjoy those places of peace and calm. But we've also learned the exhilaration that nothing gets better of being when that Holy Spirit wind comes and catches our sails and we go just soaring on that water and we see the effect of his spirit as we're yielded to it and the power there is incredible. We, we learn to adjust our sails and to move with him and the beauty and the amazement and the joy of that. But then we've also learned in the, in the spirit led ministry, we've learned to weather some storms. We've learned to, 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 because our whole life also is a spiritual battle. At every one of these stages, we have an enemy and we encounter temptations and trials and roadblocks. And that's true still in that stage. So there's going to be some storms, but we've learned, we've learned how to anchor down. We've learned how to kind of weather those out and trust the Lord and navigate through those storms too. They're not as likely to take us out as before. And so the S stage is where we are more yielded to the Lord. And, and the work of his spirit through us and with us and in spite of us is all happening in ways that are, are really become our highest joy. One of the themes of the S stage is that we become wounded healers. As in the I stage, we became aware of some hurts like you were talking about, Rob, uh, with father wounds. And as we have uh, sought uh, empathy and, and grace to get help with those places of wounds or the unmet needs. Uh, now we're seeing how God by his grace wants to redeem our story and not only bring healing, but, but have a repurposefulness on our, our life, our relationships, our serving, our, our leading and our ministry. And so out of those wounds becomes opportunities to minister to other people who have been wounded in, in similar ways that we have. And, we find a, a, a surprising joy, uh, a surprising grace when we are free of shame around those wounds. And we've experienced some healing, not that we're all the way there because we're always in process, but now the Lord connects us with people who maybe have a similar story or a similar personality 
or a similar experience at the wall or whatever it might be. And now we're able to, to listen and pray and give gentle guidance to someone in, the, in that place and in, in how fulfilling it is when we see God use us in our story, even in our brokenness, to really uh, care for, strengthen, and bless somebody else. Yeah, one, one of the things that, you know, at Saddleback, we always like to talk about that we are fast, fluid, and flexible and I think maybe when I was in the earlier stages, um, I was still rowing the boat, right? I, I had to row fast and I could change direction as quick as I could turn. Um, and I could, you know, I could deal with the weather, but when I'm in this stage, um, going fast is just letting the wind blow me. Right. And changing directions is changing where the wind goes. So it's easy to be fast and it's easy to be fluid because I can just go with it and um, I can be flexible, whatever weather comes, uh, because I don't judge myself in the same way. Right. Like I, I trust my ministry to Jesus. I don't trust it to myself. I trust results to Jesus. I don't force them myself because I don't put myself worth in the results anymore, where maybe in the earlier stages, I wanted that, you know, that little blue ribbon, or I wanted that, you know, that gold star, that check. And it's, and it's, and it's kind of getting to that place of like going through and understanding my wounding and be like, this isn't about me in the first place. (laughs) I didn't give myself these gifts. The Holy spirit gave me these gifts. It's just like, I can let him use them. And so my ministry, even feels different and looks different. I might be doing the same sorts of things, but the way I do them is different. And the expectations I put on myself about them is different. And it's much more freeing. It's so much more life-giving. Not to say that the other way wasn't life-giving. It certainly was because it was the first time I expressed those things. But to do it in this way is just, well, this is where I'm at, right? This is the stage I'm in. Yeah, it's a great example of the, of the important point, Rob, that every stage is to be celebrated and we can love God and our neighbor very well in any stage. And that's the, that's the measurement of our faith that Jesus gave us, the great commandment, uh, the great commission. The measurement is not what stage we're in. The, the stages are, each one is a, diff, a container, a, a soul container that uh, sort of helps us uh, receive God's grace and God's life. And there are benefits to following the spirit into a new stage for sure, but it doesn't automatically mean we're doing a better job of loving God and our neighbor. Uh, We can do that at any stage. And so, yeah, at the S stage compared to the R stage, we have have learned to uh, rely on God's presence with us and God's power as we're doing our work. So we're a lot more in that cycle of grace that we talked about earlier. Uh, in our stage, we're more prone to be in the cycle of works as we're working for God. And, and we don't realize maybe at first, even if with a theology of grace, we've got these conditions of worth and we're trying to achieve and there's some ego needs in there. And some of that's leaving us empty, e- even as Elijah experienced. But in the S stage, we're in that cycle of grace and we're starting with the I'm accepted, I'm, I'm loved, and that's giving me energy, that's giving me esteem, and then my fruit is coming out of that. The, the good works that I do come out of that intimacy with God. It's really an overflow. And that's another word we use a lot in the S stage is that our, our loving of other people 
our, our work, our ministry. It's an overflow of God's goodness to us, uh, God's goodness to us through the word, through prayer, but also through other people in, in the body of Christ and in relationships. You know, Jesus said, love one another. And so we, we need to give each other grace and give each other empathy and give each other encouragement. And as we're in those kind of relationships in our, in our small group or with a, a spiritual director or mentor, that God is filling us up so that now we can overflow to people in our life. So, uh, and I, and we may have mentioned this in the, the our last episode with Bill and Christy that we heard last week, but I just want to remind everyone again that we, we are not in a race to go through these stages and there is no bad stage. Every stage is in Christ. That's why they're called the Christ stages. And we are balancing the purposes and living out the purposes in every stage. It's just, they may look differently in every stage, but it's just an important reminder that, you know, and in our American culture, that's like, well, I'm getting to the T stage, you know, I'm going to get there in six months. No, we don't yeah. do that. <laughs> because because we don't do it. <laughs> That's just the thing. We are not in charge of it. So Brandon, jump us into the T stage. Yeah, I want to just make one quick note on, on this S stage, because when I was reading this chapter, I felt like every paragraph or so I had to put it down, just do a little dance, because it was so I good. love and that. You can, you can tell, right? You can tell when you meet someone that has experience living here. They just have an ease to the way they live life. They just have um, a certain kind of, it feels like they just have a little bit more, they're more in control of their emotions and control of themselves, the pace they live at, they're still doing things, but it seems like they're like grizzled veterans that just, we've been there, we've done it, we know how to do it. I know when to push, I know when to slow down and it's all listening to the spirit. And just to brag on you, Rob, I, I felt that when I ended up joining this team, I felt a you had a comfort and an ease in the way that you lead in the way that you speak and the way that you speak about your relationship with Jesus. And a few times you've been like, uh, no, that's not the spirit. We're not going to do that. Uh, God's not leading us here. I don't think, um, where I'm like, okay, well, what do we have to do? And you're like, well, let's just wait and see how this develops or how this unfolds. God will show us, God will tell us. And I, I think, we all need those examples of seeing people in that space to kind of give us a glimpse of, man, okay, I can't wait till I'm there. Or this is what that looks like. You know, you, we learn by seeing, we learn by watching. Um, and when you see the spirit leading someone else's life, I think it inspires you to want to go deeper, to know more and to go, I want God, I want you to, to lead my life like that. I want to have that same grace and gentleness and ease Mm -hmm. um, the easy yoke that, that we, you guys talk about in the book, it's, it's there and it's there, I think powerfully. Um, mm -hmm. so I, don't know, I just wanted to say that, um, that's good. Let's talk about the T stage transforming union. Uh, what's going on here? Well, the symbol of this stage is wedding rings because, uh, Jesus is the bridegroom and, and we're the bride. And this is a, a, a culminating stage uh, of intimacy with God and, a union with God's purposes to to love the world, to love all people, all, all wherever they are in in their journey of faith, whatever their their religion, whatever their ethnic group, and uh, people of of different views about things. We're we're gracious towards them. We're we're open minded towards them. 
and we're we're really learning the uh, the, the brother Lawrence way of practicing God's presence and praying without ceasing. That uh, relying on the presence of the Holy Spirit, not only uh, out there, but but in here, in in my embodied soul, praying for me, and and so all of life becomes prayer and and grace and an opportunity to share Jesus with people. Uh, most often, probably not through my words, but just through my smile, my presence, my listening, my my, my kindness, and the kinds of questions I ask and letting people see into my life. And so the T stage is a stage of a, a lot of generosity. It's a stage of universalizing compassion. It's a stage of integrity. And if we reach these later stages, uh, uh, like the, uh, you know, the I, S and T stages, and especially the T stage, it's, it's usually later in life, you know, not, not that many people uh, really have the I stage as their home stage until before, you know, maybe about 40 uh, and there are some old souls that earlier than that, they, they come into that spirituality for sure. Uh, and then the, the S stage, a lot of times, you know, that's not until maybe 50 and then the T stage 60. And it's, it's really, it's even if we'll go through the wall to get there, because sometimes, especially in these later stages, we're dealing with the, the dark night of the soul. And there's a sense of God being distant and uh, for a, a, maybe a long period of time. And we've got concerns and questions around that and learning how to trust God through that is part of what's happening in these uh, later stages. I remember you talking about this idea about the four waters. Um, to, uh, unpack that. It's such a uh, cool metaphor to help people, I think. Yeah, well, one of the uh, sources that we draw on is Teresa of Avila, who's also known as Teresa of Jesus. And she wrote a famous book called Interior Castle. And uh, she's like the spiritual mother of our book, Journey of the Soul, because she has some tremendous uh, insights into these stages of faith and the stages of spiritual growth. And so she uses this analogy of the four waters. And she says that, you know, early in our Christian life, it, it's kind of like um, we, we need to um, get uh, to, to water our garden. If you imagine your soul like a garden. Uh, to water your garden, you need to walk up a hill to a well, and you need to drop the bucket down the well, get water, and then you need to carry carry the bucket all the way back to your garden, put some water in the flowers, and then go back and make the journey again. And, and so like in the C and H stages, where there's a lot of work that we're doing to to connect with God and to share God's love with people. And it, it, it uh, we don't know as yet so good how to do that work with Jesus, with, with the Holy Spirit. And then uh, as, as we grow a little bit in the H and the R stage, we learn to build like a, uh, you know, an aqueduct and to like dig, dig a channel where the water can, can flow down and, uh, or, or make a, a water wheel. And so we, we, we put a lot of work in to build these things, but then the water flows to, to nourish people ourselves uh, and, and others who are thirsty. But then when we get into the T stage, it's like uh, we're, we pray and it rains or we're living in the cloud of God's presence and there's this mist and that's what waters our garden. And so what the four waters are illustrating is that there's, uh, as we mature, we learn how to, how to be more, uh, more steady, more, more patient, more in tune with God's presence, more following the leading of the spirit of Jesus. So we're not 
depending on our own flesh to like make things happen and, and do great things for God as much as we are in relationship with the Lord and following the lead of the Spirit and being empowered by the Spirit in what we do. And so there is that sense of, of the easy yoke. And uh, in a previous uh, Doable Discipleship podcast, I talked about my other book, Your Best Life in Jesus, Easy Yoke. And we, we talked about an easy way of doing hard things. And that's what the S and the T stages are like, is there's an easier way to do hard things in life, hard, hard, hard work, uh, dealing with conflicts and serving God in imp important ways and enduring through difficulty. A lot of things about life are hard, temptation and persecution and spiritual warfare and uh, suffering, but there is a way of engaging the hard things of life that is Jesus' way of, of ease, it's unhurried, it's gentle, it's loving, it's like praying for rain and God sends the rain and that's how we water our garden. And then also our ability to be able to receive and make use of his living water, his grace expands. And that's the journey of the soul. As we continue on this journey is that our soul's ability to receive his grace expands. And as it expands and our ability to receive expands, our ability to overflow expands too, and to participate with, with him and be an ambassador of him. Wow, that's this is this is so good. This is so so good. There's so much goodness um, in these episodes. As we come to a close, as we as we wrap this thing up, I have one last question for those who are listening and going, okay, I think I might be in the H stage, or I think I know someone that might be in the S stage, or wherever you know, whatever you you may find yourself, wherever someone finds themselves. What would you tell them, I think, leading up to the wall, right? Is there any advice that you would give to someone as they're moving through these different stages, as they're growing, um, maybe they're approaching that wall, or maybe they've just come past that wall, have gotten over it or gone through it? Um, quickly, any quick advice you would, you know, as a fellow traveler to a fellow traveler, what would you say to them? Yeah, I, Brandon, I think the most important thing is getting the, the overview of this map of the soul, uh, of these stages of faith, uh, emotional, spiritual growth. When you understand the Christ stages and you can, you can uh, through our book, Journey of the Soul, we're going to put a red star on the map of your soul to say you are here. Now, you might have some other stages at work as well. There's one home stage. And when you can say, okay, yeah, this is where I am. The the way I answered these questions, that fits. I relate to these stories in this chapter. And you can sort of settle in. Yeah, I can see that this is what God's grace is at work in my life in this way. When you know where you are on the lay of the, of the land here and the map of your soul, it, it gives you language for your feelings and your faith and the, the movements of the spirit and in, in, in the different rhythms of grace at these stages. And it can help you to relax into the sovereign Lord's arms of grace here to just care for you right where you are and in God's timing to begin to lead you towards the next stage. And so having a peace about that and, and a clarity about that can really set us free because when we don't have language, we, we can just get stuck in our current ways of thinking and doing things and not realizing there's actually a, a lot more here for me. And when we 
understand the stages and they make sense to us. And like we've been saying, we, we can celebrate all of those stages and empathize with people who are in different stages as well as the stage that I'm in. Then it, it helps us just to go with the journey and follow Jesus in, in that journey and learn from other people who are on the journey, whether they're ahead of us at our stage or, or behind. It's, it's all good. It's all grace. God's in all of it. And I can love God and my neighbor well in all of those stages. Then it, it just frees us up and it helps us maybe not hit the wall so hard because mm. we understand now what the Lord is doing. And it helps us to, to, to pray differently. It helps us to go to God's word differently. It helps us to know, okay, in this season, in this, this time, this, this home stage that I'm in, these types of disciplines are going to help me the most. And so I'll, I'll camp out here for a while. Yeah, as you read Journey of the Soul, you're going to find yourself there. You're going to get an articulation. And the stories that we put of other people on their journey are stories Paul's story through these stages, uh, Abraham's story through these stages, Jesus's story through these stages, you're going to find your story fitting in God's story. And it's going to take away the shame and the sense of I'm failing or what am I doing wrong? Or is this all there is? And it's going to, it's a map. It's a map with a guide. And we and, and others are ambassadors of Christ. We're soul shepherds to say, you you know, we are following Jesus who is guiding us on this path of righteousness for his namesake. And we need this map because it's an invitation from God on what the next steps are and what the journey looks like. And so it's, it's doing what you're doing, Brandon, while you're reading the book and you're just feeling like the puppy, I want more. I mean, you know, this is treasure. I need this, you know, and you're, and you're excited about that. That's the right thing to do. And we have lots of resources to support that on journeyofthesoul.org. We have including a lot of free ones, including us, Spotify playlist where you can download you, um, songs for each of the stages that will help you also. There are beautiful artistic interpretations of each stage that God has inspired Christian worship artists to, to write and to sing. And that could be a grace for you on your journey. And then we have videos that we've done in small group curriculum and soul talk cards to get you interacting with other people on these stages. And so we just invite you to, to dig into all these resources that the Lord has of this map for you in your journey with him. We have a leader guide that's uh, perfect for leading a small group or just getting together with a friend over coffee and uh, digging into each of the chapters and questions that you can ask each other and different ways you can meditate on scripture together to, to grow in your own journey of the soul. Awesome book. I said this about Ken Baugh's book and I'll say it about your guys' book. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> Knowing you guys and seeing how God has worked in your lives and seeing the impact on so many people that you've engaged with. And I'm like, I cannot wait for this book to come out because it does give you a map. It does give you language. And, and, and for the audience, everyone, when you get into this book, that there's, there's questions in the book that help you find where you're at. There's trail, what they call trail markers that include roadblocks and temptations and lessons and spiritual disciplines for every stage. There's what they call the guidebook script, scripture. So this, this book is filled with Bible passages to help you. There's soul care, a soul care practice after each chapter to take you deeper into these things. There's questions to have great conversations. Um, there's a packing list that kind of helps you think about, okay, well, what might be next? And then as Christy was mentioning, the Spotify playlist is awesome. Um, so thankful for you guys for coming on the show. Thankful for, uh, you know, your publisher Revel for Revel for, uh, for publishing it. And 
you know, we'll have it up on our website, but it's just good to have you guys back. You guys are friends of the show. You're friends of Saddleback and we're just super grateful to spend all this time with you. Oh, so fun. Such an honor to be with you, Rob and Brandon. Great, great uh, conversation. And so appreciate each, each of you listeners who are leaning into Jesus to, to grow in your, your journey of the soul and share that with others. Wonderful being with you. Thank you for your persevering journey with Jesus and your generous leading and sharing with, with others and for our listeners. Thanks for joining in this community to pressing closer to Jesus. It's been our joy to be with you. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. I think, well, I know, I don't think, I know we are all uh, better for it. So you guys, everyone at home listening, wherever you are, we love you. We're praying for you and we'll be back with you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com slash grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events lastly you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com send us your thoughts send us your questions your bible questions your life questions whatever who knows your question might just inspire an upcoming episode thanks again for tuning in to doable discipleship i'm jason whelan and i hope you'll join us again next week